They're not. Here we go. It's on now. Is it on? Everything's good. You want to say hi? Hey. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> so th- this is Sharon Lee Zapata, uh, creator of my podcast, Middle Finger Happiness, Work Hard, Live Well, Don't Fuck With Me. The stories of... Um, well, gosh, just stories of life, all kinds of good stuff, negative, positive, getting over things, getting under things, getting around things. Um, and today is Friday. I don't even know what day it is. What's the date, Chris? Like the, the eight? date? It's the 7th. <laughs> it's the 7th. It's the 7th of June. It's June 7th. Yeah. Um, I have a friend here, a guest, and his name's Chris, and he is going, well, he's my guest. So, Welcome. Thank you for having me here. Thanks. <laughs> I met Chris um, at the bar. At the bar. At the bar, but not like yeah. at the bar. It was at the movies. We went to go see um, event. What is it? The my Avengers fam- Endgames. Yeah. Yes, and so I was. Mama was so thrilled that there was a bar because I had a beer. <laughs> it was a long day, uh, and so my husband and my kid were there. And then uh, we met and we exchanged Instagram mm-hmm. uh, accounts. And then, but you had me at one thing, and it was digital filmmaker so please tell us you know who you are and what you do because it was so cool okay um like you said my name is chris chris davis and i'm currently in school for digital filmmaking um i go to the art institute of houston Mm -hmm. and um i kind of started in filmmaking uh, through the navy actually i did five years in the navy and um, one of my supervisors was watching. I'll never forget. He's watching The Godfather, right? Oh, and yeah, it's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic. <laughs> a classic yeah. Movie, yes. And so I was on. I was. I was on watch during the time they were watching The Godfather. So I come down and Godfather Two is playing. So and he's telling me like everything because you know he's telling me everything about The Godfather. It's my first time watching it. You know, I'm twenty something years old. And you're like, you're like, and I'm just getting dead. into it. Yes. Like, wow! I've, it's like the first time I've seen films and the way he was describing it because mm-hmm. I guess he had some type of film background. And I mean, of course, like everybody has a love for films, like the consensus narrative or whatever. Right. But it just opened my eyes to a whole new you know platform, whole new genre of watching films, and I just fell in love with it and decided hey I, I can do that for the rest of my life so that was your turning that was your aha moment was uh, it was, the, yeah the aha everybody has those aha moments um and we talked earlier mm-hmm. about being in the navy and you mentioned your favorite places because i asked you yeah. and so tell me about the two favorite places you were state were stationed is that what you would call it stationed or well uh i was stationed in japan mm. uh for four for four years on my five-year contract uh, but the thing about Japan, when you're stationed in Japan, uh, you're forward deployed. So that means um, six months out of the year, you're on deployment. Okay. So you do six months out to sea, then you do six months like oh. in port in Japan. So you're you, constantly in and out. Did in and you pick out. up any Japanese? I did, but <gasps> no, but I, I, I lost okay, it. How do you say hello? How do you say hello? Uh, hola. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not hola. Uh, That's a Spanish. Konichi- Konichiwa? Konichiwa? I don't know. I really forgot. It's been that long. Well, like, Kochi- it hasn't been that well, long. Konicha- okay, so in Spanish, cochina means dirty girl. Cochina. Mm. So something we got new. And then cochina <laughs> is kitchen. So it's too Japan. close. It's too it's close. Too- <laughs> dirty girl, dirty girl yeah. in the kitchen. Um, but yeah, konichiwa. I think that is. Oh, well, interesting. So did you pick up any other language or any other? Because you mentioned Australia. Mm-hmm. And why Why Australia? That was another one. Australia, it's, I would say it's, um, it's like America mm-hmm. in the South, but the people are more friendly. Really? Yeah. I and love when, their accent. By the way, I'm drinking 
Austin Eastsiders. Thank you. Austin Eastsiders are a, <laughs> um, what do you call it? Um, they're our sponsor, our uh, unofficial sponsor. Anyway, um, but they have the coolest accent. Yes, they do. Because it's like, not hey, British. Mate. <laughs> hey, mates. And it's good day. Yeah. Right? And I always think of uh, Dumb and Dumber. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you ever see the movie Dumb and Dumber? Oh, uh, it's been a while. I know. Jim Carrey. With the, yeah, Jim Carrey has he's a like, bowl cut. Yeah, yeah. he's like, uh, the girl was going to Australia, but she's, he's like, yeah, let's put another shrimp on the Barbie. It was like, <laughs> I think he talked about Austria, not Australia. Uh-huh. It's hilarious. So. Oh, the thing about Australians, they, they, the people I talk to in Australia, they do not like the outback. It does not represent <laughs> Australia whatsoever. No. And the guy's <laughs> accent is so cool on the commercial. Yeah. But it doesn't represent... What is it they don't like about it? They say it doesn't represent their food, their style, I guess. I, what, what, that's what, just, kind of, what is their food? What is like... I mean, because you know, here in Texas, or in mm-hmm. Houston, it's Tex-Mex. And actually, it's multicultural. I shouldn't even say Tex-Mex. But what would be Australian? What is their, like, their food? Mm. Like, I know fish and chips would be in England, because I have friends that are from yeah. England. But so what do they eat in Australia? Or what did you eat when you were there? When I, when I went to Australia, they had a lot of American restaurants... And I kind of ate there, but <laughs> but talking to talking to the Australians because all right, so they when McDonald's. I went, yeah, they they have McDonald's, they have everything that we do, have. Do they have Chick Fil A? No, I don't think they have. I didn't see a Chick Fil A. Oh, you know what? They didn't have Canes. I bet Canes. Nah, Dang, I love mm-hmm. Canes. Canes. They have the big major restaurants, so the they have like the Burger Kings. Burger King. You know what? KFC is actually really popular everywhere else mm-hmm. in the in the world. Like. Especially in Asian countries. And they're part of Taco Bell. Yeah. Taco the, Bell. The yum, yum's foods mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, something Taco, like that. You always see a Taco Bell and a KFC together because it's the same company. Yeah. Which was my first job was Taco Bell. Mine was Wingstop. Wingstop. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever eat behind the counter? All the time. <laughs> Me All too. the time. <laughs> yeah. We just have the thing where you had to fold the taco real quick without breaking it. Mm-hmm. Well, if it broke... You had to either throw it away or you could eat it later. So by the time the night was over, we'd have a little pile of tacos. Yeah, just broken tacos. We're going to take them home. We're just going to take these home. Oh, yeah. We used to take wings home, like cases of wings home all the time. So tell me about your digital film academia that you're in because it's really interesting. I mean, we we mentioned all the things that you are planning to do with it Mm -hmm. and how sometimes when you tell people you're in film, they automatically think you want to go to Hollywood. And so how do, you, how do you dissolve that stigma or how do you tell them what you're looking into doing and creating? Yeah, so what I'm looking into doing and creating is um, uh, making my own production company. Okay. Um, I don't want to specialize in kind of just one area of storytelling or one area of filmmaking because there's so many. Oh, yeah. um, like, for instance, you have documentary filmmaking you can get into. You have, um, of course, the uh, shorts you can get into that, that can... That those can turn into features or series so um and it's not all about getting hollywood because you can make money in filmmaking without oh, being yeah. without yeah being indie or without even without making feature films or documentaries because you have what we call eng you can you, What's if ENG? What does that eng mean? is electronic film production okay. so that's a class i'm in currently and in that class, we're learning about, of course, like documentary filmmaking, uh, news filmmaking, how they tell those short two, three-minute stories. Mm-hmm. But we're also learning about um, how to fund your indie projects with 
the skills you have now. So, for instance, kind of like an entrepreneurship. Exactly, exactly. Stuck in there. Okay. Yeah. So it's like you can go shoot weddings and make those weddings be cinematic. It's tell stories in those weddings, mm-hmm. those wedding videos. With well, like people love stories. Is it storytelling? Exactly. Is as a matter of fact, while you're talking, I was really I'm listening. I think schools are going to completely change to that because now, uh, especially with uh, what do you call them? not the millennials, this new group, but they call them the digital Gen- the digital natives. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, my my kids had an iPhone in his hands since he was two. He's eleven yeah. now, but I think even schools are going to be teaching that way yep. more so now. Yeah, I agree. I really yeah. agree. Because he watches documentaries right now on YouTube in history mm-hmm. uh, during school, fifth grade. Yeah, and I remember being in school, like, um, some professors or some teachers would just put on a video, yeah. and that, that would be our lecture. And you take notes or listen, and mm-hmm. then, like, there, there it is. Um, I remember having to take a history class, and the, the teacher, the professor, she was actually a retired lawyer who loved history. That's why she started teaching history. Mm-hmm. But she would, yeah, she would put on a YouTube. Here we go. Yeah. So... Well, this is also the name of your company. Have you thought of a name? Are you looking at? I have, uh, but I've thrown so many names well, away. Throw it out yeah. there, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. Uh, and what's inspired you to? I know you said watching The Godfather, but there has to mm-hmm. be something else behind that. What other inspiration took you to really commit to this much time? Because it's school; mm-hmm. it's a lot of work. What other inspiration took you to, to do this? Uh, the other inspiration of love to do this actually just becomes from telling stories in general um and i feel like there's a a lot of stories that don't get told Mm -hmm. um through whatever background or whatever whatever narrative you you want like you're able to tell those stories and um what really attracted me to film was being able to tell those stories in the right way being able to shed light on the stories that don't get told so that's what continues to, to really push me because uh Recently, I just found out, um, i say about six months ago, that Houston is like the largest sex trafficking city in the world. Well, in the nation, sorry. It is. And, it is. and when I look on the documentaries on Vimeo or YouTube, like there's nothing about it. Mm-mm. So that's a, that's a story that needs to be told. Like there's a bunch of, vic- there's tons of victims out there. Every day. So. Um, and it's, uh, it's ugly, mm-hmm. but it does need to be told it needs to be shared it can't be swept under the rug mm-hmm. um, yeah we were talking about that earlier there's a non-profit organization god forgive me because i can't remember their name magnolia uh, the, so i had the word magnolia yeah. in there yeah. but um they do something every year to raise awareness so mm-hmm. it does start with awareness um i mean that's how things start with you know it's putting that sign up and saying hey here we got this problem yeah. let's come over here and see what we can do about it mm-hmm. um in your research with that, and you see these other documentaries, what do you see that's missing? You said that Houston's not mentioned, or Houston's not mentioned at all. Like, um, actually, yeah, Houston's not mentioned at all. I wonder why. You would think because it is the it's it's the largest in the United States, mm-hmm. but if you ask somebody, nobody knows about it here in Houston. Well, one of the not things too many people that if you look at it. Uh, <laughs> As a map, topographically, let's say we're looking at the map of the United States looking down. Mm -hmm. We are next to California because it's coastal. Everything's imported and exported. So you've got the East Coast, Mm -hmm. the West Coast, and then you've got the Gulf. 
well that gulf goes down to south america much faster than it would go around the world yeah so that might be one reason too. yep and that is and i think that's the main reason the ports that come in and out mm-hmm. so yeah it is crazy and then we are connected to two countries we're sandwiched we're the oreo we're the white stuffing with mm-hmm. the cookie on top which is canada the cookie on the bottom is you know mexico that's our little that's how i kind of look at it there's got to be uh, a way to connect the dots there too so um please keep me posted on that i mean that's something that just it just mind-blowing um yeah you should definitely i can just see you doing that mm-hmm. under covering that what other things that you do oh basketball the, yes i love basketball <laughs> what I do you love, play um point guard Point guard. I like to shoot the ball more, though, so I say a little shooting guard. <laughs> okay, shoot guard. Yeah. Cool. How often do you play? I like to play at least twice a week. Yeah. Yeah, If because um, I think we were talking about this earlier. Like, it helps with anxiety and it helps mm. with depression, just getting out and doing something physical, you know, uh, whether it's jogging or walking, just going out and do something. Really. I think that a lot of creatives, um, this last two years, I've become – more um, close my friends my circle of influence now mm-hmm. is usually creatives and we all tend to have some type of glitch or something something's wrong well, everybody's yeah. got something wrong with them somebody told me that everybody's, everybody's perfect everybody's fucked up you know it's just <laughs> like um but we've got i don't know if it's if it's because we are a creative or or what it what causes it anxiety or add or um depression or any of those things is because we have all these things going in our mind. What mm-hmm. do, you, what, do you, what is your take on that? I'm just curious. You know, I, I really haven't thought about it. But um, now that you mention it, um, I think creatives need an uh, you know. We need an outlet. We need, yeah, I think we need an outlet. and You have to unplug. Because yeah. I'll disappear. I, I'm, I'm guilty of this. I will... Uh, paid to go to an event the other day i did one i paid and it came around i was like i don't feel like going Mm -hmm. i just didn't have it i didn't have it in me to be around people and i thought am i turning into a hermit has that ever happened to you where you're like yeah i've been there yeah yeah especially um after i got out the navy it it was it hit me really hard yeah did it Uh uh-huh i I fell into a deep deep kind of depression yeah it's a depression it is a funk um Mm -hmm. Yeah, and dealing with it. I have family members that they don't get it. They don't understand. Um, but you just, different things. Um, when I had Zachary, who's now 11, I was on Zoloft for about six weeks because I had postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. For anybody. I know there's a gnat in my office. I'm wondering, <laughs> you know what? There's apples. I have real apples back there. And I'm wondering if maybe the, that's, the, the gnat is probably the apples. What, yeah. He's a little gnat. <laughs> um, but I was on Zoloft for six weeks. And if you've ever been on medication, you're like a zombie. Mm-hmm. It makes you not want to do anything else. No, yeah. like everything's cool, but you're like, you want to go outside? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, house on fire. Uh huh. Okay. I mean, you're, you're okay. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you're just you're not you you don't you're, um yeah. That was six weeks, and I just cold turkey stop. Yeah. Um, I did not like it. So yeah, for I've, anybody who's been, have you ever been on any anything uh, before? I have been on medication um, for a little bit. And it, it just made me 
not feel myself so i just stopped i, I quit cold turkey as well yeah. like i just stopped taking it and i didn't like the way it made me feel and they they were trying to up my dosage more so i was like or that mm. well and i i've had somebody actually on the podcast interview uh who's a professor uh of pharma pharmacology um and it was a really good interesting interview and like he said sometimes you know when they give you the dosage it's a hit or miss mm-hmm. it's like okay we're gonna, you're gonna be on this for six weeks let's see how it works and then if it's a little bit too high, well, then we're going to either increase it or lower it. And then mm-hmm. we'll be on another six weeks where you're like, there goes six weeks and then another six weeks. And then there, before you know it, half the year, you're trying to figure out what dosage you should be taking. Yeah. And so for me, it is honestly getting outside and getting some fresh air and just mm-hmm. getting the earbuds and then getting outside. And just that, getting, your, getting your mind off of getting your mind off of yeah. it, just moving, just doing and just something. To, and then actually, I don't know if it happens to you, but the creative stuff pops in like that little door there's a cobweb here now (laughs) i got stuff floating all around my studio but then the creative thing comes in knocks on the door opens hey i just thought of this Mm -hmm. so i don't know if this happens to you but i will text myself um or uh notes yeah do you ever do that yeah what i used to do um uh is i used to have snapchat so i would like take a picture and then like write in the text something like would help me remember right. what I thought about while I was like walking or on the way to go do something. That's Isn't what I used crazy? to do. So yeah. And did you do, were you listening to music when this happened, or was it something that just? It'd be a little of both. Like okay. sometimes silence, sometimes music. So mm-hmm. it's like a mixture. It, you know, you it's like you never know when inspiration comes. No. It, it just hits it, you and and it's there. Gotta and take it's, advantage. You know, somebody told me this. Um, that came in the studio. Oh my gosh! You know, I'm not creative. Everybody's creative. We were all born creative. We all were. Something happened. It was, I don't know if it was in first grade, second grade, somewhere. Because mm-hmm. didn't we all finger paint? I mean, most of us yeah. did. Or we crayons. Or yeah. um, I had a friend of mine on the, on the show here or on the podcast. She failed art in kindergarten. I'm like, how the fuck uh, you, did you, you can't fail, fail art? art? <laughs> her teacher failed her in art because she colored outside the lines. That was her platform for starting Nerdy Girl Success. And she started this nonprofit to mm-hmm. raise self-esteem and awareness for girls because that hit her. I mean, it really knocked her down. And so she's like, I don't want other girls to feel this way. Yeah. But I mean, how can you fail a kindergartner? In art? No. No. That's, that, should be, that should be impossible. That should be impossible, <laughs> but that happened to her. So anyway, yeah. um, I just realized that I did not put this on a, a silent to take any calls and I didn't want to have any calls coming in, but... I want to just say thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. And where can people follow you? Or do you want anybody to follow you? I should have me ask that on Insta. Uh, or yeah, sure. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Chris. It's uh, C-H-R-I-I-S-S okay. Davis. Um, Facebook is going to be hard to find me. It's like a, a thousand and Chris one Chris <laughs> Davises. Chris so Instagram. Yeah, just stick to the Instagram. And uh, when can we expect to see a little snippet or a vignette of something that you're creating? Do you have a website or do you have a something where people can actually see your your craft? My reel. Uh, currently, I'm working on putting my reel together right okay. now. Oh, it's uh, called all reel. the yeah, it's what, it's what we call it, like a demo reel. Oh, cool. Um, uh, and I will have my website together as well. It's coming in the next, I'll say, three to four months. Yeah, so yeah, look it out takes for that. time. Yeah. Well, I wish you so much success. I mean, it really was cool. I know we were kind of like not planning this. It was kind of like <laughs> off the cuff. Chris did not want me to interview him. 
Okay, I didn't really want to interview him either. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm really glad you're here and you called me or we connected. So, mm-hmm. um, you have any questions, you can reach me at middlefingerhappiness at gmail.com. And of course, my book is available at Amazon, the same title. And let's see what else we have out there. Little book of startup inspiration and it's a new day. Don't be a shithead. But if anything, thanks for listening. And sorry for the gap. We had I hadn't had a podcast in about... I think three weeks. I've just been so busy. Mm -hmm. So again, thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me again. You're welcome. (laughs)